Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 30th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Hope everyone is doing great out there today. Now, on Monday, we had a great day of basketball, nine great games to recap and go over, discuss our rookies, how well they played and or didn't play. <laughs> we will see. But first, I'm going to start off with my G League standout of the night of the week of pretty much the year, Brandon Boston. You know him. We all love him. The late second round pick that went to the L.A. Clippers uh, had played great in the summer league, played really good in the preseason. And now every opportunity he's had and has gotten minutes on the official Clippers team, he's played well also. But especially in the G League, he's performing well and it's actually helping his game develop even more. But yesterday, Monday, he dropped 46 points in a G League game. You heard me right. He went 15 for 20 from the field, 9 from 12 from the three-point line. Now, this is just crazy. We had Cam Thomas with a 46-point performance early in the season, but and that's to be expected. He's a flat-out scorer all day. That's his number one thing. Brandon Boston, I mean, just a few months ago, he was playing basketball at Kentucky, playing very average at best. And clearly that system, sorry, Calipari, the coaching was not right for him because ever since he's left Kentucky, he has completely blossomed into what seems to be a rotation player or potentially a starter in the NBA. You know, he's still a rookie and not many rookies with talent are scoring 40s in the 40s in G League, shoot, anywhere. So the fact that he has developed his shot as well to be shooting threes, his shot is still awkward. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not it's not Reggie Miller. It's not Steph Curry. But, I mean, to go nine for 12 from three, there's a spot on this Clippers team that's waiting for him. Like, he easily could be taking Luke Kennard's minutes right now, in my opinion. Shoot, he probably could be taking Eric Bledsoe's minutes. But they have to get him in this lineup with him after he put up this 46-point performance. And earlier in the season when Cam Thomas – scored his 46-point game, that very next game, he was on the Brooklyn Nets team because he did it in the G League, of course. But that next game, the Nets called him up, and he immediately got minutes on the official roster. So I expect Brandon Boston, if he's not on the roster tomorrow, he definitely got the Clippers' attention, and they may be waiting to see him do it one or two more times. But, wow, uh, Brandon Boston, you are – the star of the day of the night. I mean, you might headline the show. I don't think any rookie's going to top that in this nine-game slate, but let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Now, the first game on Monday I'm going over is the San Antonio Spurs defeated the Washington Wizards 116-99. to On the Wizards, you know, we have Corey Kispert back in the lineup, only 12 minutes. Uh, scored five points and two rebounds. He's a negative 11 out there. And the Wizards literally played everyone on their team uh, minutes. I don't know why, but they did. (laughs) It seems like it worked better when they were not doing that. So I don't know who's going to lose out on minutes, but it looked like Kispert was, and now he's back. So will they go back to that rotation? I'm not sure. But 
they also have another rookie undrafted, and that is Anthony Gill. He got in the game for two minutes. He scored three points. So not bad for two minutes, <laughs> but nothing else to say here. For the Spurs, now we have Josh Primo. He did get in the game for 12 minutes, and that's that's a good number of minutes for Primo. He scored six points, had two rebounds, and one assist. Really good performance right there. Um, he this, this might be the most minutes he's gotten thus far in the season, which that might be hard to believe considering he was the 12th pick in the draft, but he also is the youngest player in the draft, and they're trying to develop him slowly. And they have a lot of talent at the point guard and shooting guard position. So not many minutes for Primo, but he did end up getting 12 in this game and he took full advantage of them, going perfect from the field. And those were both three-pointers, two for two for three. That's what you want to see. He's a great three-point shooter in college and he's continuing that trend. Now, Jock Landell played two minutes. He had two points in those two minutes. And Joe Weisskamp played two minutes and he went, over from the field, but it was two minutes, so you can't really expect too much in that type of situation. But very, very good to see Josh Primo getting minutes. That's something to keep an eye out on. Could be because they won by 17, but you know, you never know. Now the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Dallas Mavericks 114 to 96. For the Cavs, it's so good to have Evan Mobley back after missing so many games with his elbow strain. And not only is he back, he's back in full effect with 35 minutes played. That's what we like to see. But Cleveland, do not run him into the ground because, you know, we don't want him wearing down, okay? Um, but anyway, he scored 12 points, has seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, and two blocks. He's continuing that trend of two blocks. You love, love, love to see that. Uh, he's been playing incredible for this team. And they started with the big man lineup. They had Jared Allen, Lori Marketing, and Evan Mobley start. So, I mean, that's a huge lineup in addition to Isaac Okoro, who's a big small forward. So they went uh, big against the Mavs, and it apparently worked because they blew them out. So uh, you would love to see Mobley without Marketing in there. But, you know, they won the game. So this trend may continue. But... Evan Mobley's points, I believe, dropped down because of it. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that if they're going to continue to start learning marketing. But Evan Mobley is still going to be productive all around. Just those points, uh, we want to see those go back up a little bit. So we'll see which direction Cleveland is headed in the future. But you love to see it. They also have Kevin Pangos. He's an undrafted rookie, and he played five minutes but no stats. It seems like every team so far is just playing everyone on their roster. And that's, that's, that's you know, interesting because <laughs> the same thing, the Cavs did it, the Mavs did it as well. So for the Mavs, we know their rookie is in the G League. So even though they emptied their lineup, no rookie was there to get minutes. So <laughs> if Omarui was there, he would have gotten the game, but he's with the G League, so... On to the next game. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the Indiana Pacers 100 to 98. This is not your parents, Minnesota Timberwolves. They have a winning record after 21 games played. They are 11 and 10. 
That is impressive. And that's mainly because of the young guy, Anthony Edwards. He's really rejuvenating his team. So it's great to see, you know, he was a part of the rookie class last year that inspired me to come up with the idea for this show. So I got to show love to my rookie class from 2020 sometimes as well. But for this year with the Pacers, Chris Duarte played 21 minutes. He had 14 points, two rebounds, two assists. Good game, 5 of 11 from the field, hit 33 pointers. So this is kind of the consistent, solid production he's been having coming off the bench. So he's just continuing that trend, playing good basketball. Um, He's not able to really hit his ceiling because he's only playing 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. And, you know, Malcolm Brogdon played 40, Karis LeVert played 34. And then the surpriser, you know, TJ McConnell played 34 minutes. So, and I mean, Justin Holiday played 39 minutes. So this lineup that they put out there is not their five most talented players, but they're playing their good experienced players over the rookies. So that kind of hurts Chris Duarte, but even though he's a rookie, he played very well. So I think he's going to make Coach Carlisle have a tough decision to make because they did lose this game. And, you know, TJ McConnell played 34 minutes and only had eight points and four assists. And he's out there for assists. So that's not really a good game in my opinion, but we will see. Now, Isaiah Jackson did get in the game as well because Miles Turner was out in this game. And so that opened up some minutes for the big man. Isaiah Jackson ended up with two points and one rebound. And that's just good to see. Good to see that he's out there. And, you know, you would love to see him get more minutes considering Miles Turner was not there. And it looks like Goga Badatsa, he only played six minutes. So it's kind of weird the lineup they threw out there. But, you know, if Miles Turner misses another game, look out for Isaiah Jackson to have more opportunities to produce. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Leandro Balmaro played 15 minutes, had no points, but five rebounds and one steal. So he's the only rookie of note to mention for Minnesota. Their other rookies are in the G League. Next game, we have the Houston Rockets defeated the OKC Thunder. Now, let's start with Jeremiah. Well, did I say 102 to 89 if I didn't say that? (laughs) Um, Yeah, battle of the two teams competing for the number one pick. But uh, the Thunder had Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who played in 21 minutes, went two points, seven rebounds, and that's pretty much it. That was a dud of a performance from him. Unfortunately, and that was mainly because he went one of six from the field and 0 for four from the three-point range. Now, this, you know, it's good when big men can shoot three-pointers, but you shouldn't be shooting more three-pointers than you are two-pointers. You know what I mean? So uh, I think he strayed away from his game a little bit with so many three-pointers, and he just needs to get back into the paint, getting those dirty points, you know, banging with the big men or getting some loose, you know, plays aren't really ran for Jeremiah Robson Earl. He's kind of the guy that finds the ball, puts back uh, points. And, you know, if he's open, he'll shoot it. But this game, not really his game on in, in this one. So, but he will bounce back. He's having a very impressive rookie season. So look out for Jeremiah Robson Earl to continue. He's normally very solid in every game. Never great, never bad, and always solid. But this game, it was more on the bad side. Sorry, (laughs) but he'll be back. He'll be back. 
Also, you know, we have our guy, Josh Goody. Josh, whoo, Josh Goody. Is that going to be his nickname? Maybe. <laughs> Josh Goody. But no, Josh Giddy. And he also continued the trend of his friend, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, with bad field goal percentage. He went one for nine from the field and 0 for five from three-point range. That is horrible. This is, this is, I believe this is his worst game of the season. He scored two points. Had five rebounds, seven assists, and one steal, and two blocks. So even though it's his worst game offensively, he still put up those other counting stats for you that you would need in a category league. But, I mean, that shooting is horrendous. It appears uh, all of the OKC Thunder were, yeah, all everyone on the Thunder was horrendous except for Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Isaiah Roby and Trey Mann, who we're going to get to next. Trey Mann, the rookie, played 30 minutes. This is huge. Uh, he scored 17 points, had seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block. That is incredible production. Why did he get so many minutes? I have no idea. The Thunder pretty much just throw stuff against the wall and see, and see what sticks because Trey Mann was not getting minutes at all. And Recently, he balled out in the G League with a 30-point performance, and I think that caught the eye of OKC, and they said we need to get our first-round pick some more minutes, and here he is, balling out of control, so that's great to see. So that's, when I mentioned Brandon Boston earlier, that's just another note to keep in mind. When they play great in the G League, the teams do take note, and then they start getting minutes on the real team. So great, great, great for Trey, man. Love that. I mean, is he better than Josh Giddy? That might be the new debate coming up. You know, you never know. <laughs> Stirring up trouble here. But also they have Aaron Wiggins, who got in for 11 minutes and scored five points, had two rebounds and one assist. Uh, it's good to see him getting in the game. You can't really expect much out of 11 minutes, but five points is pretty good in 11 minutes. And he still clearly is developing, but, you know, not much you can say on that. But I'm telling you, Trey Mann, he was one of the three good players on this team tonight. So that says a lot, in my opinion. That's very noteworthy. Now, for the Denver Nuggets, that the next game, Denver Nuggets defeated the Miami Heat 120 to 111. Now, for the Nuggets, Bones Highland, their only rookie, played 21 minutes, six to nine from the field, ended up with Get this, 19 points. 19 points and three assists and one steal. You love to see it. To only play 21 minutes to have 19 points is incredible. And it just goes to show you how much of an offensive powerhouse Bones Highlands can be if he's given the opportunity. Um, a lot of times he's not really been given the opportunity. And when he's in there, he's kind of with a veteran team to where he feels he has to kind of get in where he fits in. But in this game, he was able to, to put up some shots, and they went down for him. So it's great to see Bones lighten it up out there with 19 points. Huge performance for Bones. And I was going to see if someone was out, and that's why it happened. Uh, we obviously know P.J. Dozier is out for the year, and that's pretty much the only change in the lineup. So um, that's you know positive news for Bones that he was able to flourish like that. For the Miami Heat, 
Omar Yert Seven played his, you know, daily two minutes and had no production, just two rebounds. So, you know, it's crazy that Omar Yert Seven had such a huge summer league slash preseason, was signed to a full-time contract. I mean, he's putting up 20 and 20 type of games uh, in the offseason. But now, ever since the season started, he has not gotten the game. I don't know what they're holding him for or waiting for, or they just really don't think he's ready for the real NBA. But as of yet, no news for Omer Yurt 7. Next game, the Philadelphia 76ers defeated the Magic 101-96. to The Magic are just really struggling. You know, they're becoming one of those bottom three teams right there with OKC and Houston. And, but... They do have a bright note. You can say two bright notes on their team, bright spots, whatever you want to call it. But Franz Wagner scored 27 points. Wow, the games just keep getting bigger and bigger performances. So 27 points, six rebounds, five assists, one steal. Great all-around game for Franz Wagner. I saw someone disrespecting Franz Wagner on Twitter saying, He's being selfish. He's going up against Embiid, and Embiid blocked a shot. So what is wrong with Franz Wagner? He's out there playing aggressive and playing like the Magic need. He's the leading scorer tonight. They do not have an offensive-minded juggernaut on this team. So if anyone's going to take over and he sees no one's doing it, he's going to do it because right now Cole Anthony is out. So that leaves the you know, the offensive load to Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs. And Franz Wagner took full advantage and had a great all-around game. Speaking of Jalen Suggs, he had a really good game as well with 17 points, three rebounds, five assists, and one steal. That's a really good point production from Jalen Suggs. I want to see more assists. I want to see more rebounds. But I am not like the average person. Um average critiquer, whatever you want to call what I'm doing describing this game (laughs) Uh, because I expect a lot more from Jalen Suggs I could be more hard on him than anyone else because I like him so much you know what I mean so I want him to be the 17 points is good but I want to see the other stats up and just because I know he can do it so it's still a really good game for him he's going to be on one of my top rookie performers of the night uh it's just like, oh, I see it. I know you can do it. Keep it coming. And it just keep working on your game until it's right. Because when Cole Anthony comes back, you're not going to be getting as many shots as you are when he's gone. Now for the Philadelphia 76ers, no rookies to name. Charles Bassey's back to DMPs with Joel Embiid back in the lineup. Next game, we have the Chicago Bulls. Defeated the Charlotte Hornets, 133-119. to For the Hornets, of course, they did not play James Booknight or Kai Jones or JT Thor. So no news of note for the Hornets. For the Bulls, our guy Ayox Desumu got in the game only for six minutes, but he went four points and two rebounds in those six minutes. So this game didn't really have much rookie production at all. But at least AO got in the game. Next game, we have the Utah Jazz defeated the Portland Trailblazers 129 to 107. And these are two teams that don't really uh, use rookies. But 
the Blazers did play Trendon Watford four minutes. He ended up with two points. And Greg Brown also played four minutes, ended up with no points but one rebound. So once again, the bench was emptied. Uh, every player on the team played. So that is why Watford and Brown got in the game for four minutes. Now, for the Jazz, Jared Butler got in as well. So that's good to see, but only for two minutes. Uh, ended up with two points. I'll tell you what's been a big disappointment for the Utah Jazz. Is that's, to me, is Eric Paschal. They recently signed him in the offseason. He's uh, Davion Mitchell's close friend. He showed a lot of flashes in his rookie season with Golden State. And I mean, I mean, he was a contender for rookie of the year uh, because so many players were injured with Golden State. He was playing well. Now he's on Utah. I thought he had an opening for minutes and to where he possibly could start. But he has done nothing with this opportunity. And I mean, he really hasn't had much of an opportunity. He's not getting big minutes and his minutes are decreasing by the week. So that's just another note. But I see Eric Pascoe with two minutes right along with Jared Butler and my Oni. Uh, and that's just weird to me. That's just, anyway, that's just weird to me. So I, I don't like it, but that's how it goes sometimes. Now for the final game right now, it's halftime. This game started 10.30 p.m. Eastern. For whatever reason, they always like to have a straggler in there playing really late. But the Pelicans are up 67-52 to 52 for the Pelicans so far at halftime. Herb Jones has played 16 minutes, has seven points and two rebounds. Another consistent, solid game for Herb. And Trey Murphy, the third, has yet to enter the game. It's possible that he will not enter the game. Or maybe it will have to be a big blowout. But so far, no minutes. And that is truly unfortunate. For the Clippers... Uh, they have Brandon Boston and Keon Johnson on the box score, but as of yet, they have not entered the game. It's possible they will be DMPs. It's possible if it's a blowout. If they are there, they could possibly get in the game. So that is news we'll have to check on and find out in the morning. But as of yet, because I'm recording this at pretty much midnight on Monday, so this is Tuesday's episode. We will see. But, I mean, all around, this was a huge thing for our rookies. A lot of great production. Let me top it off by saying my top rookies of the night. And, of course, we're so glad to have Evan Mobley back. I'm throwing him in there, even though he's had much better games than this. But 12 rebounds, I mean, 12 points, seven rebounds, one steal, two blocks, you're on the list, top rookie, a top rookie performer overnight. It's just, it's not just one, it's five or six. So <laughs> we'll get there. Chris Duarte, got to give it to him with his 14 points. That's still big time, even though it's not, you know, many other counting stats. 14 points is really good for a rookie. Now, I'm not giving it to James Robinson Earl, I'm not giving it to Josh Giddy, but I'm giving it to my guy, Trey Man on the OKC Thunder. Truly impressed by his performance of 17 points seven rebounds two steals one block I mean honestly he is the rookie of the night Ooh, well I'm gonna say 
he and Franz Wagner are tied for the rookie of the night. I can't just steal that from Franz like that. And speaking of Franz, with his 27 points, six rebounds, five assists, and one steal, like I said, tied for rookie of the night, killed it tonight. And Jalen Suggs is a top performer as well with his 17 points, five assists. I'll just stop there. <laughs> Bones Highland is a top performer with his 19 points, three assists, one steal. And I'm going to go ahead and throw Herb Jones in there, even though it's halftime and he only has seven points and two rebounds. But, hey, if he does that same production in the second half, that's 14 points, four rebounds. We will see if he keeps it up or not tomorrow. But, you know, keep an eye out on Herb Jones. <laughs> uh, Straight Jacket Jones, as my man Lyle calls him. So that recaps our nine games from Monday. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Uh, if you have a minute, if you'd like to show, love to show, please rate, subscribe, download, comment, all that good stuff on the All Rookie Podcast on all platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm out of here. Peace.